Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Robert's camera is flying all over the place right now. I'm getting, I'm getting like comfortable. I decided <laughs> to do this one from my couch. <laughs> oh, I didn't even mention new glasses. I think they look great. Oh my gosh, thank you. Yes. Okay, so I don't, I don't like need glasses, but I am currently sitting here in front of my computer, TV, and iPad and phone all like propped up around me. Uh-huh. And so they're blue. So they're blue light, but they're from Tan France's new line. Just a quick plug. Wow. <laughs> Sponsor us. Yeah, right? I would love that. I am like in love with them. You can't super tell, but they're actually like translucent gray. Oh, yeah, they are. And I honestly... I, even my blue light glasses that I had been using, I was still getting headaches in the uh, in the back of my head. And um, uh, these have been working ever since I got them. Wow. I love them so much. Now we're glasses friends. Yeah. And I, and I will say, for listeners who have not seen, Jay has what I would describe as like retro, like seventies retro, like porno glasses or like a, like aviator type deal. Um, but Jay's are a lot thicker and they're black right yeah so I when Jay tried them on I was like I don't like them I don't like the style I don't I'm not into it and you were like I think it's really popular here's like three actresses wearing them yes (laughs) and I was like I was like you know what I don't care I still don't like it like it's just a taste thing I think um and while I was scrolling through the glasses I was like oh my god that pair is really cute and it was not the exact ones it was very similar and I was like I I was very close to getting them actually and then I was like I actually am not allowed to have these <laughs> because, <laughs> because I shit on them and I don't deserve them that's correct uh that's, that's all I have about my glasses okay so I guess I guess we do we we don't have a lot to talk about today but the things we do have to talk about are big Yes. And I guess we'll get to Love, Simon at, at the end. Yeah. You, but I guess I kind of want to get, like, the smaller stuff out of the way first. Yeah, I would agree. So what what what's your big news bulletin? I don't have a... I don't have big news bulletins. I have two things that happened this week. One is that Batwoman was recast. Yes! Gosh, that was this week. Yeah. Wow, okay. So her name is, oh, I don't know how to pronounce this. Her name is Javisha, I think, or Javikia. Probably Javisha. Javisha Leslie. Um, she replaced Ruby Rose, and Ruby Rose shared a post of her and said, OMG, this is amazing. I am so glad Batwoman will be played by an amazing black woman. I want to congratulate Javika, Javisha Leslie on taking over the Batcave. You are walking into an amazing cast and crew. I can't wait to watch season two. You are going to be amazing. And what I'm interested in is I haven't watched all of Batwoman. We watched the pilot for our Patreon page. That's so true. Patreon.com slash one more thing. But I haven't watched the rest of the series, but they set up a lot in the pilot that was like, she has a sidekick and like she has a love interest and the love interest is married and all this stuff. And I'm interested to see if this new woman will simply just enter the storyline 
that was left behind and become the new love interest for the woman or if she'll do something completely new and there will be like a bunch of different characters that being said i don't know if which will happen because i will never watch the show (laughs) um i i don't know i think the whole thing is crazy but with i feel like with superhero stories there are always people weaving in and out. Yeah. That I feel like that audience is very used to it. So truly it could be anything. Yeah. Which is very interesting for people who watch the show. I hope it's interesting. And it's not like a, like a, oh, we're going to just like fix this real quick. And I guess get back to this new version of the story. Which yeah. I also knew Batwoman hot or not. Oh, very hot. What's the name of the girlfriend from the pilot episode? Megan Tandy. Lovely you have that on tap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know her character's name, though. She was just, like, the only hot person before, right? Yes, because Ruby Rose is decidedly not hot. So, what, like, how would you compare the new Batwoman who is hot to the existing character who's hot? Who would you rather? Um, that's a good question. I think I would rather Sophie, who is Megan Tandy, the pre-existing character. Interesting. Okay. Just because well, I haven't seen Javisha in action. That's fair. That's fair. I guess we'll come back to this. Yes. I guess congratulations. And I can't wait to see a new face of Batwoman. Yeah, I can't wait to watch a trailer for it and then not watch the show. (laughs) Batwoman is just one of my favorite characters. Alicia Silverstone Batwoman was like my favorite Batman movie growing up. And I... I, I've always felt a kingship with that character. I'm so excited. <laughs> I've like it was always one of those things where it was like my cousin could be Batman and my brother was Robin and I was like, I'll be Batgirl. Love that. Well, aren't Batgirl and Batwoman different though? Um, yes, but to me they're the same. <laughs> okay, great. The difference is that Batgirl is younger and does have a direct association with Batman while he's Batman because she is Alfred's niece. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah. Whereas Batwoman is a little separate from like Bruce and his storyline. Gotcha. Okay. She's like the star of her own story. Yeah. Okay. Now you go and tell a story. Okay, great. So, something crazy that's about to happen is our favorite rapper, Lil Nas X. Jesus Christ. Is coming out with a new song called Call Me By Your Name. Wait, are you serious? Yes. That's shocking. 
there's a like little clip on his Instagram, and you can I, you can go listen to it. I will not be reposting it on our Instagram because we can't. Yeah. Um, but but you can go listen to the clip, and it's definitely a uh, the clip the lyrics to the clip at least are "Call me when you want, call me when you need, call me in the morning, I'll be on the way." Uh, and when he's singing it, he has this like uh, this Versace hat that has the pride colors on it. So I'm like, this is about to be like a huge thing. (laughs) And I cannot wait. Oh yeah. It does have the pride images or images, the pride colors. And then the caption to his like little post about it says, call me, call me by your name with a telephone and a heart. Wow. Honestly, I don't know how you weren't the one telling me this, Jay. I know, due to the fact that he is my favorite rapper. (laughs) He's not, everyone. Nicki Minaj is my favorite rapper. Really? Yes. I mean, I know that you do love her verse in Side to Side, and this this is like all, this is tracking. Yes. Nicki was definitely my... Um, I feel like I was too young for some of the more famous um, female rappers out there. Yes, and me I, too. I, I kind of like really hit the right age when Nicki Minaj was peaking. Me too. And so I wasn't like a, a fan of her music. Like I didn't like have her CDs, but I definitely like knew her songs. I have and her album like, on vinyl. What's the one that's like boom, but boom, 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 but super. I knew like every word to that at one point. I maybe still do. <laughs> and I know she has said some like not great things in the past, but yes. like she's still she's still who she is. <laughs> she is. Yeah. I listen. I'm an unapologetic Barb. I've never seen someone look so confused. What? How can you be an unapologetic? Wait, what? I'm an unapologetic Uh Barb. Okay, explain Barb to me. Just it just means a Nicki Minaj stan. Oh, okay. I thought it was like Karen. And I was like, I don't I don't understand. No. I was like, is Barb some like a different version of that? No, no, no. Got it. Why are they called Barb's? Because she has a whole thing about Barbie. Oh. This tracks. Yeah. Look at me, just being educated on Nicki Minaj. (laughs) Live. (laughs) But really, those are really the only two things we have to talk about this week, right? I was going to talk about Nothing else really happened. Oh my god, what? Wait. Oh my god, yes, let's talk about Halle Berry. (laughs) Okay, so I have an article up about it that I can read from. So basically, for those who don't know, on last Sunday, right after we recorded, so we couldn't be on top of it, unfortunately, Halle Berry went on an Instagram live and said she was going to play a trans man. And then everyone was like, no. And then on Monday, she apologized. 
And I'm not going to read what she said about playing the trans man because it's very, very transphobic. How, how do you come so far? Not that we're there yet at all, but like, how are you a prominent figure in Hollywood and and yet are so blissfully unaware of even the projects that have existed beforehand with transgender characters who have been played by cis actors who like make movies being like at like I, I hold on I'm trying to like word it like I feel like the message that we've seen in pop culture and in the media so far at least in the last four five years has been like trans women are women trans men are men and like non-binary people exist and they are who they say they are it's just crazy to me that someone like at that level will like hear all of these things but then be like no yeah <laughs> sorry at least you know at least jk rowling is doing research it's bad and wrong research yeah she's, she's reading being the led down a dark things. path but like Halle Berry's response is just blissfully naive to decades and decades of people saying the opposite. Yeah, and now she says, like, I've learned that trans people should tell trans stories. And it's like, that's a long way to go in one day. Yeah, like, who called you and said, no, 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 Halle, like, you said the wrong thing. And she was like, okay, great. Thanks for the unlearning. (laughs) The unlearning. (laughs) And I loved Halle Berry. I mean, I, listen, listen, I will not say that I will not take, I, me, on behalf of all trans people, will take her apology. (laughs) 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 Um, Because I do think that we're at, like at a place where like people should be able to apologize but it has to come with action yes yeah yeah and she did not say in her apology like and i will be dedicated or i no, and i will be donating you know five hundred thousand dollars to like transgender law center or something she just said if she even if she was like, I will make sure that this role is played by someone who deserves to tell it or, or, or something like, yeah. or it can tell it or it's like some form of that. Like, I will make sure that this happens personally. Uh, like it, like it doesn't always even have to be money. Like, I just want to see like some form of like, I acknowledge this and now I will pe- fix it. Yeah, and the only thing she says about, like, quote-unquote fixing it is, I vow to be an ally in using my voice to promote better representation on screen, both in front of and behind the camera. Which is, like, how? How are you going to do that? Yeah, like, cool. Same. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do my hardest to make sure that everything in Hollywood is taken care of. Yeah, exactly. It's just disappointing. Yeah, because I really liked her. I mean, listen, I still do. Yeah. I just don't support her. Yeah. At, at, like, right now. Yeah. But, like, I... 
when I see that she's made a change, then I'll support her again. Yeah. Or, like, Absolutely. take an action. Absolutely. And you know what? I hope that she, when that movie comes out, if it does come out, I hope she's a big, like, advocate for it. Me too. But you know what? I doubt any of that will happen. Yeah. Do you think, dear Halle Berry, I have a great documentary for you to watch. (laughs) Halle Berry, if you're listening. Which she is. I'd go watch. I'd go watch Disclosure on Netflix. Well, if she's listening, she's listen already watched thing. Disclosure because she saw she was with us last week. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, huh. Well, I guess. Okay, I guess we just have to like get into it. Yeah. Though I guess the reason that I haven't even really been like looking for any like news to talk about for this week is because you and I have been like actually really caught up with everything happening with Naya Rivera. Yes. And while, while I don't want to perform grief, I think that we owe a lot to her. Um, And I don't think we would be where we are now podcast-wise without her. Absolutely Um, not. And I don't know. It's just like, I I just want to like express that like it has been hard for me and and you. Like, like, uh, it's kind of been the only thing I've been thinking about. Me too. I mean, along with, you know, everything else happening in the world. <laughs> um, but the, but then right tacked there right behind all those really important things is Naya Rivera. Right. And I think you're, I mean, you're so right that the podcast wouldn't be what it is without her. Because, I mean, like, we don't really talk about that video. I mean, we actually have talked about it a bunch recently just because of all the stuff that's happened. But we don't really mention that time ever. Mm -hmm. And, but without that video, we would have, like, probably an eighth of the followers that we have. Oh, absolutely. Before that video, our following was literally just people we knew. Yeah, uh, yeah, there were definitely a couple people that picked us up. But yeah, we were definitely, it was friends and family. <laughs> yeah, or friends and family. And then, like, I know my mom shared it with a bunch of people who we didn't know, but they, like, became listeners. Yeah, we had, like, extended people. Yeah, but anyone who listened to it had a personal connection to us. But that video really did change our lives like literally it changed our lives and the video that we made which everyone knows what video we're talking about if you don't it's a video we made that went viral and if you don't also congrats on making it here (laughs) i was like who are you i'd like to know (laughs) that whole video is because of her and because of her book and without her book we wouldn't 
I don't even know that we would have a podcast because well, we would. The reason I say we might not even have a podcast is because like so much of the prep and groundwork for our, our podcast was us telling people about the theory. Oh yeah. And like, we would tell people about the theory and they'd be like, you should have a podcast. And we'd be like, well, we're thinking about it. And that is, that is true. Yeah. And like, obviously without her, without that video, we would have like 12 followers. I mean, when you really look at her impact on us, I think it even goes past that. Because, like, I remember watching Glee with my dad and, like, her coming out on that show and it being, I'm not the best lesbian representation on television, but, like, it was lesbian representation on television and because they were teenagers it especially wasn't like hypersexualized in any like gross way and so like i I, like i just remember sitting there with my dad like watching her do all of that and just be like an amazing like like just like a fun character to watch on tv like i uh like and i even met naya (laughs) yep I remember watching Glee and seeing her as Santana and every lesbian or queer woman that I know has like a Santana story a story about watching Glee and seeing Santana and it's because it wasn't as you said it wasn't the best lesbian representation but for a lot of us it was like the first lesbian representation we saw and it came at the exact right time I should I mean every lesbian I know who's like around my age not like 50 year old lesbians of which I don't know a lot but anyway (laughs) um (laughs) I I wish I was talking to someone about it and she said that like not only seeing Santana as a character, but also the fact that Naya was like a straight Naya was a straight woman who very proudly and happily played a lesbian was like a source of realizing that it's not something to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. And voice crack. I know that for me, Uh, Like, to be completely honest and transparent, it was not just, like, seeing a lesbian helped me realize that it was okay to be a lesbian. It was, like, seeing her made me realize, like, oh, I want to have sex with her. (laughs) (laughs) Like, in addition to all the lesbian representation stuff. Well, it was also, like, she was the biggest, like, say what you will about Glee. But, like, just put yourself back in, like, 2011. Like, she was, or I guess maybe 2012. She was, like, the biggest lesbian representation that was accessible on television. Because it was just, like, on Fox. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't on Showtime or HBO or anything like that. And then she was a, like, very smart and confident character that, like, knew who she was and what she was set out to do. Even though she definitely was, like, a villain at most times. But, like, you still loved her. And then, like, all of the plot lines with her parents and, uh, you know, Gloria Estefan. And, right. 
and her grandmother, who was also famous. And you, you like, you got to see her through all of these things while also wearing the like most form fitting costumes yeah. they could possibly make for her. Yeah, that weren't that weren't like overly sexy, but like she just like looked beautiful in. Yeah. Um. But uh, how could you not? Yeah. And and the other thing about like all of that great lesbian representation we've been talking about is that so much of it was Naya's input because she says in her book that it was just like a little joke, like, Oh, Santana and Brittany hook up. And Naya went to Ryan Murphy and said, listen, I think this could be a really important storyline to help queer kids with their coming out. And I think we should make this into something real. And that was that was her. That wasn't Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy doesn't care about lesbians, except for Sarah Paulson. No, yeah, you're right. Like, they're, like we today, in 2020, may look at Glee with more than a glaring eye. And a lot of us wish it never happened. <laughs> but, like, at the time, she was, like, on top of the world. Yeah. She was literally touring arenas around the world. She was on Oprah. She like she she was like doing it. And it's not like Glee was also her first like big thing. Like I remember watching reruns of her show when she was little. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like like as much as we we're celebrating her right now like I guess it is because at the time of recording this we still don't really know what's happening with the investigation. Yeah. It's just like so heavy and unexpected and I just feel so terrible and I like I like even 2 days after finding out about it it still didn't like actually hit me. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess it still kind of doesn't. It's especially hard because we can't say she is dead. Yeah. And like, if they, like, if I'm, what I think my biggest fear is that the investigation will come back on like inconclusive and it will just be like, well, we know what like probably happened and that's just going to be enough. Yeah. And that a will scare the shit out of me. And B, like, if I, as a fan, am feeling, like, this much dread about, like, not knowing, I can't even imagine the pain that Naya's family's going through. Yeah. Like, I, and that, I, I don't know, there's just so much to say, but at the same time, all of it is everything that is is what everybody's thinking right now. Yeah. Yeah. Every, anything we say feels like a cliche. However, one thing that I did not want to bring up on the podcast, but I have now chosen to, is um, one Miss Leah Michelle. Why are you choosing to bring it up? Because I think she deserves to be called out. Okay. Um, and I think, I think what you said is true. Like she, listeners, before we were recording this, we had just found out that Leah's Twitter got deleted. 
Um, and you were like, this is not the time to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And other Glee cast members and other people that knew Naya are like speaking out about it. And like now, especially with everything that's been going on with you, is not the time to just get rid of it. But people are saying that it's possible that she feels that she was bullied off of social media. Shut up. (laughs) Get over yourself. (laughs) Uh, But made me really upset. I was like, I like, I can't believe that that's how this is being, like, that's how you're handling this. Yeah. Yeah. I just realized my air conditioner has been on this whole time. Oh, yeah, it has. I haven't really noticed. Okay. What I was saying when we were texting was basically choosing to delete your Twitter completely over saying, I am sad that my co-star has gone missing, sends such a message. Like, Leah, you couldn't just be, like, praying for Naya. (laughs) You know? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Instead, you deleted your whole Twitter, and then now you're, you're the one who's turning it into a whole big thing where people are like, well, now we need to talk about why Leah deleted her Twitter. As opposed to before, people were just like, I wonder why Leah hasn't said anything. I honestly didn't even think about that. She was not even on my radar. Yeah. Like, I want to thank the people that have reached out, the the listeners who have reached out to us to, like, let us know about the Naya thing and also express that they are equally as sad and taken back by, by what has happened. And it is moving that, like, so many people out there care about her after all of this time. Like, she's still... It for not just us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess we can sign off on the Naya stuff with. I guess this this is like a really wonderful time to read her book. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, her book is great. Which honestly, I have not read since the creation of the video. Me um, neither. Um, and I might read it. Well, I have, I placed a hold on it at the library, but it won't be available for 22 weeks. Oh, okay. So I guess I'll read the one that I've highlighted through that's on my bookshelf. Okay, so I guess it's time to talk about the big V. Love, Victor. Which, okay, I'm so excited to talk about it, especially because I watched it when it came out during Pride, and you just watched it. Like, you just finished, like, last night, right? Yeah, I literally finished it 12 hours ago. And so I'm kind of excited to, like, relive it with you. Because I, I really hours. liked it. I meant 24 hours, not 12 hours. I really liked it, too. I Really? I was, I was, re- I was genuinely nervous as to how you were going to take it. But I knew you weren't going to hate it. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think it fixed a lot of the problems Love, Simon had and that people had with Love, Simon. Especially, like, it's a white boy in an all-white school and the only character who's a person of color is Bram. But in this one, it's like, the main guy and the family are, I think they're Puerto Rican. 
and his girlfriend is black and the guy from Booksmart is black and like it's it's a whole it's a whole Pentaton <laughs> it's a whole Benetton ad. I don't know why I said Pentaton. What's Benetton? Google United Colors of Benetton. Oh, okay, yes, I do know what that is. And the fact that like Simon's parents are super accepting and love him right away and we don't know how Victor's parents are going to react, but we think it's probably not great. Um, mm-hmm. And that Simon comes from, like, a happy nuclear family, and Victor's ma- parents' marriage is, like, falling apart, and just just everything that loved Simon was, like, a quintessential white, upper-middle-class gay tale. Love Victor is not that story. Yeah. And it, but it also it walks this very thin line beautifully between correcting the problems that are that are wrong with Love Simon, while also not stomping on it. Yes. Like it very much respects Love Simon, but it's also like, okay, now we're gonna do like all of this other stuff that everybody like needs to see. Yeah. Um. And I think the the majority of that comes in for me when we get to New York, which I hate to jump all the way to the end of the fucking season. But for, for me, like, I knew that I really liked the show when the New York episode happened. The New York episode is my favorite episode. And I kind of hope that that's what we will eventually, like, get to. Yeah. Like, I would, I would love, like, a love victor in New York with, like, him and like his gaze and like like go into the bar. <laughs> I, would, I would love I would love like seven seasons of of Love Victor. Um, That's just the I, L word for men. Oh my god, I would love it. Um, I I also think, and this is, I'm gonna say this delicately, but victor and like the guy are like really cute together no 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 they're old they're old but they're playing teenagers they are and it's not it's not that but like the scene like every scene where it like goes slow-mo and it's like whoa like look how like hot he is i've been sitting here like i mean get it (laughs) I will say Benji does not look like a teenager. He looks 35. Yes, he does. I thought that he was going to be like a sophomore in college. Me too. Not also in high school. Yeah, that was that was stretching believability. Yeah, definitely. I do think something we need to talk about, though, is the frequency of, of Victor's letters or DMs to Simon oh, via Instagram. God. Yeah, I mean, you sent me that tweet that was, like, Simon reading Victor's latest Instagram post, and it's that screenshot that's like, I'm not reading all of that. I'm happy for you, though, or sorry that that happened. Yeah. But, like, in the New York episode, when Victor's like, oh, my God, you told all your friends about my DMs? I was like, I would, too! Oh, absolutely. And and they cover it really well. But you know that they are just laughing about it behind the scenes. You know. I did think it was very cute, though, that they were like, 
or the, when Simon was like, I had to tell them because like they're the ones that helped you. Like it wasn't just my opinion and my like perception of things. It was like the accumulation of like the whole community helping you, which I thought was actually like very sweet. But I was like, you still had to sit there and type out those long fucking monologues. Yeah. To someone that you never met for seemingly months. Yeah. Like, I, we, you and I individually, and we as a podcast, get messages from people we don't know, like, similar to Victor's message. Victor's first message. Or, like, the, the concept of Victor's messages all the time. Yeah. And we take those very seriously. And we respond to them. We we do keep them private. And love like, getting them. We love yeah, we love getting them. However, if someone was messaging me with that frequency, that intense of details about his life or her life or their life, I would be like, excuse me you need to get a therapist because I am not a trained professional. And I also don't know you. Yeah. I mean, I, I do get that. Like they're both from a small town and like, there are definitely people where I'm like, Oh yeah, I know them from back home, but I don't really know them. But like, it's, it's also not like Victor or Simon is, the only gay person in that town. Yeah. I mean, I get that, you know, he's not from that town and he gets introduced to Simon via word of mouth through the drama teacher who's now, like, acting principal. Yeah, which was very strange. I love that they just, like, casually wrote Tony Hale off. Yeah, they were like, we can't get him, so now Natasha Rothwell's the principal. Also surprised that they couldn't get him. Tony, why would you turn this down? I would love to see you on Love, Victor. Yeah, they could get Ali Wong, but not Tony Hale. I also wanted way more of Ali Wong. Yes. I was like, she has to become a bigger character later. There's no way that Ali Wong's just going to scoot in here with these couple lines and be done. I mean, she does come back. For more than one episode, but she still isn't, like, that big of a character. It's kind of like her in Birds of Prey, where she has, like, three lines. Yeah. I, everybody needs to get on the Ali Wong tra- train. Yeah. It's leaving the station. Um, who else was in it that shocked me? Katya. Oh, yeah, Katya. Wildly underused. Yeah. She had literally two lines. How do you bring on one of the country's top favorite drag queens and not have her do anything. Yeah, and I thought as soon as they were like, oh, we're going to go to this drag show. She brings people up on stage with her. I was like, oh, Victor's going to go on stage. It's going to be a thing. And I assumed it was going to be like a whole 10 minute sequence of like Victor on stage coming to terms with drag queens. But then she, she literally shows up at two minutes from the end of the episode, pulls him on stage, is like, how's your night? End of episode. Yeah, I, if there is an extended version of that scene, I would like it to be released, please. I agree. Who else was on it? Anna Ortiz. Who's that? 
Ana Ortiz is the hot mom. Oh, yes. I really love her as an actress. Me too. Uh, and I think, I always think that a character who, uh, like, like a character who cheats on a show is always a really hard character to make, for a lack of better words, like, likable. Yeah. And I love the mom so much. Yeah. And I loved their relation, like, the, the relationship between the parents. I'm, like, so invested in it. And I, I've never seen it handled so delicately, but also in an interesting way where I was never bored. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else was really good about it, though? What? The cast of, like, teen actors, or, like, I guess, in, in like, younger 20s actors. So good. Like, yes. the girl that he dates is amazing. She was so good. And his best friend, Felix. Yes. So good. Like, Riverdale wishes. Riverdale Riverdale found dead in a dish. Dish! <laughs> in a ditch! <laughs> dead in a dish. <laughs> yeah, like, they're all so good. I think it's also so well done. But the best part of the show, which I think was actually the, the thing that sold the show to you while I was watching it and trying to get you to watch it was Leslie Grossman. Is that her name? Leslie Grossman. Yes. Atlanta's weather woman. And playing the mom to our, like one of our favorite Ryan Murphy players. Yes. BB Wood. Well, I actually don't know if she's a player. Oh yeah. She's not a player because she's only been in the new normal. But she was in The New Normal and she was in The Real O'Neills, our two favorite shows. Yeah. She, she can be a one more thing player. Yeah. B.B. Um, Wood apparently loves shows about gay people because The New Normal, The Real O'Neills, and Love, Victor. She's woke. <laughs> she she's loves an ally. Um, honestly, I have to say this without bias. She was so good yes. in this. Just because I feel like in the other shows, she's kind of played a version of the same character, which I buy, I'm here for, like, I don't need a sale, I'm there. But, like, her in this was so, it was, like, a very different side of her. And the scene with her and Leslie Grossman, which I think could have used a lot more Leslie. Um, but the the scene with them, I I, like suddenly got very emotionally engaged with her and was like oh fuck I'm watching you become like a fucking actress yes absolutely I couldn't agree more I'm ready for her I don't think the world is but I'm ready for her the world is not ready for B.B. Wood you know what (laughs) B.B. Wood come on the podcast you're the first ever you're the inaugural one more thing player and we need you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. She, I mean, honestly, the whole cast, like her and uh, I could have watched a whole show of just her and si- and the girl that Simon dates, whose name I forget. First of all, his name is Victor, not Simon. And the girl's name is Mia. Oh, yes. Mia. Like Mia and uh, what BB's character's name is? I don't know. Lake. 
Blake. 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 Mia and Lake, they just, I could have watched a show of just them. I hope at least that we get to see some version of Leah on the Offbeat. Yes. For those who don't know, Leah on the Offbeat is a sequel to Love, Simon, except it's the sequel to Simon versus the, Hopi, the Homo Sapiens Agenda, which is what the book is called. And it's where Simon's best friend comes out as bisexual and dates a woman. Do you think that Love, Victor and the like Simon verse <laughs> that she's creating? Because there's like a third book, too. Um, no, there's not. Do you think- just two. Yeah. Really? Yeah, we talked about it on the podcast. Oh, yeah, it, like, just came out. Yeah, it's it's called, like, the... It's, like, the high school name or the town name or something. Love Creekwood. Yeah. And it, it hasn't come out yet. Oh, it had. It just came out. Ooh-hoo-hoo. Do we think that Love, Victor, and that universe will intersect more frequently like do you think in the second season we'll see the return of some of maybe like simon's friends from the movie maybe jennifer garner i would love that can we talk for a second about the photoshopped picture the photoshopped picture (laughs) of all of like the family photo of simon that he posted on instagram yeah it it's truly a masterful work of photoshop I've never seen anything sloppier. <laughs> like, I, the fun part is that, like, one of, I think everybody else kind of looks fine. And then Josh is just kind of like a shadowed figure of death, like, yes. in the back. Literally and they kind, of else. Try, they kind of try, they, like, try and make it work by, like, darkening the rest of that area of the picture. But then they leave the rest of it as is. <laughs> and it's like... Oh, I see. We just all didn't care about this. <laughs> Jennifer Garner was how like, would, you'll get me back if I get a full episode. My question is, how was there not one family photo taken for the making of the movie? Yeah. Or was it like, well, that Bram was had from to be the movie. It. Oh, was Bram in it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, what? Like, why not just call up Jennifer Garner? I'm sure she'd love to do it. She's an ally. She's not she doing anything. She's just baking in her kitchen. Well, they filmed it before quarantine, so she probably was busy. Doing what? I don't know. I don't, I don't keep up with Jennifer Garner's life. She's been baking in her kitchen. Okay. I will say that. I say that with like a tongue in cheek, but her baking shows are actually very funny, and I love them. Okay. But I I definitely enjoyed it a lot more than I expected. And I do have to say that I agree that it should not have been on Disney Plus. Really? Yeah. I think that Disney Plus would have limited the growth of the show. I think that I think that the actual content of like the gay content of the show I actually don't think that was a problem. Like, I genuinely think a lot of the content of the show that was questionable for Disney was the rest of the show. Yeah, like the parents, the whole parents thing. Yeah, and the alcohol use and just, like, the the addition of the parents being, like, actually involved with the plot 
I, I actually prefer and I like, and I, I am glad that they did it the way that they did it. But I do think that that before when they were like, no, we moved it to Hulu because of the other stuff. I was like, that's bullshit. And now I'm like, it was the other stuff. Like, okay. Yeah, definitely. If the, if the price of that was seeing this, these great like portrayals in the show, then like, that's fine. And then I started realizing that like Disney plus would not have bought it to begin with if they didn't like the gay plot. Like, yeah, that's the, that's that's the, it's like the whole selling point of the show. Granted, they probably, I don't know how long it would have taken for them to kiss or I don't think it may have been as sexually charged as it was, but like, uh, of Simon book is very sexually charged. It's yeah. um, <laughs> like, like there's that whole sequence where they literally like get the sister to lie to the parents so that they can go home and fuck. Yeah. So I'm like, Disney probably knew what it was getting itself into, but then the other stuff is kind of heavier. So I can, I, I can see it. I, I don't retract my statement because I still think it was a sketchy move to pull, but I, I understand it now. Okay. That's fair. I still would have loved to have seen it on Disney plus. I wouldn't cause I don't have Disney plus. Well, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so I think for next week, while we do have something to watch, which I, which I want to get to in a second, I think I'm also going to like read Naya's book and report back. Interesting. Okay. That I would do the same, except I'm right in the middle of gone girl. Uh, I do feel like that's a summer book. Well, it ta- it takes place starting July 5th, and I started it on July 5th. Wow. I would have expected you to have breezed through it. Well, now that I have a f- full-time job where I work <laughs> nine hours a goddamn day. <laughs> that's so true. Um, I, I, I want to report back because I, I don't really remember the rest of it. Like, I remember the stuff that we learn for, pre- for presenting the theory but I don't remember the rest of it. I rem- And I remember there being a lot of like really touching stories in it with like her family. Yes. And I, yeah, I want to read that. But for next week, what are we watching? Well, a lot of you already watched it and were kind of annoyed that we didn't actually follow through on talking about it. So next week we're going to be talking about Adam. There it is. There it is. And then... Just so everyone knows, in two weeks, we're going to be talking about the Babysitter's Club. So start binging it now. Were you a fan of the Babysitter's Club when you were younger? I've heard of it only vaguely. Same. I know that there was maybe like a book series. I think so. And that there was like a TV series as well. Like maybe. Maybe. I might be making that up. We'll we'll see. That's not fact check. That's not fact check. I know very little about it in general, except for what people have told us. Yeah, which is pretty exciting. So everyone uh, go take a watch of Adam and the Babysitter's Club. Yeah, I'm excited. Me too. I hope everyone's okay and wear your mask. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I and said it with like that. that. <laughs> and with that, I guess I'll see you next week. Yeah, bye. Hi.